How we doing, everyone? FT Live at Morgata in Atlantic City. Scott Braun, Todd Frazier, Eric Kratz. I feel like I always blink, and then we're back here. We're here. Yeah. It really it How happened. are you pointing at yourself? Every two weeks, because you said my name. Oh, Just yeah. wanted people to make sure they knew <laughs> the difference between you Todd and me. You think I said your name wrong. Yeah, but you no, point no. like this. It's this. You oh, want like God. this. Yeah. What? No, that's the signal for I want to say something. Oh, okay. I'm like, ah, we just started. You got two hours, okay? So we're here until 3 o'clock Eastern. Hello to everyone watching on Stadium. And then hour number two, of course, on the FT YouTube channel. It is trade deadline season. And guest list today, Corbin Burns is going to join us in about 15 minutes. Al Avila, former general manager of the Detroit Tigers, in about an hour. And then Kike Hernandez just got traded to the Dodgers. And he'll join us in about an hour and a half. So... Looking forward to uh, Kike, especially since he just got dealt and life's been nuts. Just like yesterday, we get Lance Lynn before he's getting dealt over the next three days, probably. We get Kike right afterwards. It's been a blur for him, but he gets to go back to L.A. So looking forward to that. Let's dive right in because we've got trades. Let's charge the damn mound, baby. David Robertson helps the Mets. Actually, I wish I could take Todd's shirt. Do this. You know what they're oh, doing? Waving the towel. That's it. White flag. Our season's over. Most expensive payroll of all time. It's done. They trade away their closer, who's having an incredible season. And now he'll continue that with the Miami Marlins within the division. Team that doesn't spend much, that's had a pretty good year. They've slipped a little lately, Todd Father. But Marlins are going for it, and the Mets are done. Yeah, I think this is an easy trade for the Marlins. I mean, this is no-brainer. David, I know he's older in his in his prime. He's not in his prime, but he's still doing it like he is in his prime. Mm -hmm. He's a great dude. He's a great clubhouse guy. They're going to love him down there. And you don't even necessarily need him to be a closer, too. He can go in any inning. He's not afraid to jump in and be a, you know, a couple-inning reliever, the closer. He just wants to win, and especially where he's at in his age, wants to get another title. He definitely does. I'm glad to see. I looked up the rosters that nobody has number 30 because he's going to take number 30. Go. And I gave him a hard time last year when he got traded to the Phillies because he didn't pay for his number 30. And I was given every time I saw him, I gave him a hard Who time for it. Uh, he had Muno Sosa. And he had just gotten there. He's like got right those alligator before. arms, David. David, he's got, he's got them short arms. Don't, he's his own agent. He, don't doesn't, come, he doesn't pay the agent fee. Because smart. that's a cost. It's smart, but it's a cost. Yeah. And he's... he's but he's going to really help that team with puck. Obviously, when you're in a when you're a closer, you're going to give up big home runs, and people are going to remember those. Puck's done well. Uh -huh. He's hit a little bump in the road right now, and I think this will help him get over it. I don't know how they're going to how they're going to deploy him. If it's going to be like, oh, you know, this is this is a spot in the eighth inning for you today. This is a spot because really he doesn't need more saves. No. D Rob doesn't, so it'll be. It'll be awesome for him. And I don't think he cares, honestly, knowing, no, he knowing who win. he is. For sure. Like, he's not one of those guys like, well, I'm on this team. I'm the closer now. No. He wants to get in the playoffs and make a dive and, you know, get, get those juices flowing again. Marlins are mixing and matching with their bullpen right now. Remember, what, a few days ago they picked up Jorge Lopez, who was an all-star closer last year for the Orioles, gets traded to the Twins, doesn't work out well for him there. He was having – a pretty rocky season, but the upside's there. They have a, another year of control with him. So he moves over to the Marlins. Now you've got D-Rob. Okay, I like what the Marlins are doing yeah. here with their bullpen. And I like that they're finally saying, enough. How long can we just kind of sit there and let everyone else do things? This team has pitching. Now they've got relief pitching, too, to go along with the rotation. I love it, but I need a little more. 
Like if you're doing this now and you think you've got a shot at a wild card, which I do yeah. think they do, then you need to show me a little more on offense. Because right now they live and die off my dude, Luis Arise. If he's not hitting 400, the offense kind of disappears. So Lair 2, who's super streaky, That's... right? He's super streaky. You just need more, though. I need one, if not two bats that are going to make an impact with this ball club right now on Miami. I love Brian De La Cruz. I think mm-hmm. Brian De La Cruz is maybe more of a linchpin than I think those other two guys because you sit there and you go, okay, how do we get a rise out? Well, there's really no way. It doesn't really matter. He's just going to hit singles. No value. So Lair is a guy that you can't let him beat you late in a game, and I think – that's where De La Cruz comes in, and I think his ability to hit both sides, I think he's doing a decent job of driving off-speed pitches to the right center field, which when he's not doing that earlier in his career – early well, career, he's like six years old. But <laughs> he was trying to pull everything, and he's got ridiculous pop, but it's more like line drive pop, and it's just rockets out of the ballpark. I'm thinking if somehow the Cubs lose the next few games, if I'm the Marlins – Bellinger is such one a of the, fit there. One nice. of the ten That's teams. That's top of the market. But one otherwise, of the ten teams. Yeah, but otherwise, Candelario, somebody like that, because there's not like this great no. mix of bats yeah. that's available right now. I'd go. Can- I'd still look Candelario for my infield. I want two. I want two bats if my if I'm Miami. Candelario, and then I want an outfielder. And there are about probably eight ish outfielders that we know that are going to get moved beyond if Cody happens or not, but. A Gritchick, a Fam, Canna. Might have to call the Mets back and ask them about one of their bats. But I need one more if I'm Miami. So I think there's going to be a little bidding in the in in the East because it's rare that you see that the the, the trading in the divisions. I want to ask Avila about it when he's on. But in the division, it's kind of like he went to the Marlins. That's one thing. But will the Mets trade Fam to the Phillies? They would. Are they going to make the Phillies overpay? I think you gotta try. You're, you're looking for prospects. So let's cover the Mets for a minute here. So first off, they did not cover any money on this one. They said, hey, Miami, like we, we give you enough yeah. revenue sharing <laughs> and all this stuff. You can cover the rest of his money on his deal, which is about three and a half million bucks. Okay. For a guy who's having an incredible season. He's got a, a low twos ERA. The Mets have the highest payroll ever. Uh, they pick up two guys that are not helping them for years, which some people found interesting. I didn't. Because a team like the Cardinals, they're in their moves apparently asking for guys that are going to help like next year. The Mets are like, give me the highest upside. So they're taking two guys. One's 18 years old, Marco Vargas. One's 19 years old and Ronald Hernandez. Because the Mets don't have a deep farm system, Steve Cohen's goal is to be the Dodgers. If you want to be the Dodgers, you have a ton of work to do with your farm system. So I'm okay with what they're doing. They don't. Every trade doesn't need to be, oh, here's a guy in AAA that's going to help us next year. Or here's a guy at the end of a roster that's not playing as much. Are you good with that? Yeah. You have you have to be good with it cuz they're not willing to pay down any of the money. So you're going to get you're going to get what you get and you don't throw a fit. Like you get those young guys and to me, I think this is something that's really glossed over a lot. We don't talk about get the guy in your system and create a culture. What is the Mets minor league culture? I know what the Dodgers minor league culture is. They've said it. And if you don't attain to that, if you don't, if you don't, you know, you're not measuring up to that culture. And it really has less to do with your baseball skills and more to do with like how you're going to prepare. What are you going to do? Like this one guy's a catcher. Who's what's who's your catching coordinator for the Mets? You know, what's yeah. he going to do with this guy? Is this is this the type of guy that he wants? 
Or are they just like, hey, I want you to take Todd Frazier. Well, he's not even a catcher. Well, make him a catcher. Yeah. That doesn't help. So you got to have – it takes time to make those make those changes in the minor leagues. And I think you have to see that as how you develop these guys. They're 18 and 19 years old. Best case scenario, they're in the big leagues in five years. Not yeah, now. And that's fine. Okay, so here's the other part for the Mets, right? Now let's move to Mark Feinsand reporting that there is a growing belief within the industry that Justin Verlander could be traded Ooh. by Tuesday. Wait, what? Wow. I just heard JV after his last great start essentially say, I'm not going anywhere. I felt like he said, uh, I have a no trade clause and nobody's talked to me right now. There's the tweet. Which teams could be in the mix? He also said the latest on Arenado, which we'll get to in a moment from him. But for JV, names like the Astros, a return there, the Rangers who need starting pitching, there, there are 10 plus teams that need starters. JV has to approve it, though. He's not going anywhere. <laughs> Do you think that he will approve a trade to go somewhere right now? I wonder if the Mets are putting a little public pressure on him right now because you're now on a team that clearly is not a playoff contender this year. And if they agree to a deal and then go to him and he says no, then you're going to piss off the fan base that knows they could have had him. And you're going to try to put it on his reputation that he doesn't want to go to a winner. He wants to chill in New York right now. Do you feel that way at all? Because the, fan, the fans look at it that way if it's going out there publicly. So give me the player perspective. I think this is out there from my opinion. I honestly think that maybe there's something that the Mets are, might get back. Like I think honestly somebody's talking like we want them. So why not put this out there, maybe get the wheel spinning in his mind a little bit. Like, listen, I know you might not want to go to this team, but there's talks right now about getting you. They've already traded Robertson, as we know. This is a very good pitcher. I don't care how old he is. He's like a fine wine, I've, in my opinion. I think he's dominant still. Mm -hmm. I think Verlander said all the right things, but I think he would go. At the, I think he would just because as we get older, as baseball players get older, especially Eric, he's really old, but as we get older <laughs> – we just want to win championships, and I think that's where he's at in his career. The money's great, don't get me wrong, but championships are what you want to do. And right now, the Mets aren't in contention to do that. So why not at least give it a consideration to do it? Okay, can I do our acting scenario that's become very popular here? As long as I'll, you use your voice and not, a, not someone else's. And not a well, AJ voice. I'll be Billy Epler, okay? Okay, Billy Epler. I'll, I'll try and just talk normal. Hey, uh, JV, Billy Epler here. We're sitting, hanging out, maybe having a beer after a game. You didn't pitch that game. What's going on? Uh, we just traded David Robertson, JV. So it's over. This season's done. If you didn't know already, team's not good enough, okay? And we're building for the future. Now, you have a contract that carries you not just through next year, but there's an option there if you hit your innings, which you're going to hit, that carries you the year after that. I know you said the other day you want to stay here, but we could get a lot for you and we're feeling like this is the best move for the franchise, would you be okay with waiving your no-trade clause? Hang on one sec. What are you Kate, doing? Uh, are you texting your wife? Kate is – Put your phone down. I'm a man. I, I'm, I'm 40. I'm a man. <laughs> I'm 40. I'm way older than Todd was when he quit playing. So <laughs> I came here because the Mets are going to win. Maybe not this year. The Mets are going to win the next two years because I'm definitely going to get my 140 innings mm -hmm. because really the only reason I'm still playing is because I want to be a Hall of Famer. I want to have a slam dunk Hall of Fame candidacy. I'm pretty good at just going out and getting my innings here. So I'm fine not winning this year. We got a shot at winning the next two years. I'm still on board with you. And uh, Billy, 
you're probably getting fired, so I'm on board with Cohen. So <laughs> if you really want to trade me, tell him to come and call me. Okay. Cool. Here's Cohen. Hey, what's going on? So it's not working out this year. We love you. But now we also just told you that we essentially have a trade in place for you. So you're probably feeling a little mixed about how the organization feels about you, even though you know you're good. Can we give you anything that will convince you to send you back to Houston? It'll be a great story. You'll win the World Series again. You'll be the hero there all over again. Your legacy will go from here up to here. Kate just responded and said, if we can lock in the option year. What, babe? What? Oh, if we can lock in my option year and not make it vesting, I'll go to Houston. Done. Locking in the vesting <laughs> option. Mets will pick up a little bit of that money because it's insane. And we move them. I don't, think, I don't think the championship is as high up as it would be for you. Okay. As it would be for nothing against him. He's won a championship. Two, right? Yeah, with, with Houston. 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 He's won two with – he won both. Was he there the first one? I didn't think he was there yet for the first one. Or no. That year he came over. It was that year. So he's, he came over that year they won. And then he won last year. And then he won That's last right, year. That's right. I forgot because of the – Remember, and then he was in the World Series way back in the day with Detroit, but he right, lost. And he threw the ball away at third base, and that was mm. a debacle. But anyway, you're right. I, but I don't, think, I don't think that's his 100% motivation. You're going to go to a team that wants to win because you're a winning player, Yes. But I think right now it's about his candidacy and solidifying that. Mm -hmm. Not saying he has to or he ha doesn't have to. He can still do it, so I think he wants to. Okay, one more scenario from Fine Sand here. He's been all over the agents and the no-trade clauses. He said, spoke with Joel Wolf, who represents Nolan Arenado. He declined to get into specifics about the LA Times report regarding the Cardinals-Dodgers talks, but he did say the idea that Arenado would only waive his no-trade clause for the Dodgers – was inaccurate. Meaning that there's more teams he would waive it to or that he wouldn't waive it? I take that as he would waive it to other teams. The whole only to the Dodgers. I don't... I think it's to other teams. From what I heard, it's to other teams. Does that make sense? Like, mean, meaning it's not he, just the Dodgers. Right. If yes. there was another fit... He would consider that. He'd consider. As well. You always have to consider. But you know he what's crazy? Definitely consider. He, he could have opted out of his deal a year ago. He decided to stay with St. Louis. Yep. Some people thought he probably could have gotten more. He could have. And instead, he stays with the ball club that now he's willing to leave because he doesn't have to leave. He just wants to win. I, I think he wants to win. I see a fire and hunger in him that is different than a pitcher's fire and hunger it's completely different the guy plays once every five days arenado's out there when he's like a baseball nerd he wants to be on a championship team and if the cardinals are saying eh, we're good it's probably not he's probably totally fine with going somewhere else i don't think he doesn't answer the question going to the doesn't have to be la I, I know we know he's always wanted to be back in california but he would go somewhere else too to win to win yeah yeah 100 absolutely if the cardinals if the cardinals approach him and say look we're getting rid of gorman we're getting rid of you know we're even listening to goldie yeah we're getting rid of two of our pitchers these guys are there for x amount of years i don't know how many more years Arenado has, they're not looking at it as a one-year thing. They're looking at it as a two, four, five-year 
commitment. And if the Cardinals don't have any starting pitching, he could be like, man, I'd love to bat against the Cardinals rotation. <laughs> Without a doubt. And if we're not gonna if we're not gonna put a team out there, I can't just keep squandering my time away. Not that the Cardinals can't win. I just I think he could see the writing on the wall. You know, you, you see more inner workings during the season than yeah. we do as fans. Let's hit a little hot corner right now and look back at yesterday. Speaking of the greatest player in the game, Shohei Otani yesterday worked really hard. He pitched in game one of the doubleheader against the Tigers, went, I think it was 111 tosses for a one-hit, mm. complete game, dominating shutout. And then he stretched, probably didn't even take any swings, showed up for game two and hit two home runs. And he now is up to 38 home runs as a hitter. He is on pace for 60 home runs. And the worst part of this is he did show that he he does have a human body in the seventh inning. He had to leave the game because of cramping, which, yeah. you know, I was obviously, I was glad to see. I'll put it this way. Number one, it's not a serious. That's about the best reason to leave a game. Nothing's really wrong, right? Yeah. You're fine. Number two, a lot of people, you know, when it's hot out and they feel like they're exerting a lot of energy, <laughs> they too have cramping. And now Otani shows one little trait, one little attribute that shows that he's just like us. He's not like us. <laughs> He's not. That's like, I mean, we get cramping because we go out to the beach and forget to drink enough water. Todd gets cramping because he gets out his team his team plays <laughs> plays four little league games and he's like he gets parched and he's Too like oh ah, oh hamstring a little cramp. Like I'm probably gonna cramp up from putting my foot underneath. He's incredible. He's incredible. And I always look at guys when you're sitting there going superstars or your everyday players, you're like, oh, you got a day off. Wow, look at how much more fresh he looks out on the field. He got told his team, not even talking about days off or anything like that, he got told his team is going to go all in. And you know what he did? He's like, I will reward you <laughs> Just like with that. a complete game. Oh, and I'm going to bat for you? I'm going to put points up on the board, two of them apiece, just myself. And then his body said, we're going to relax. I love it. He hit it, and, and he, like, uh, he like leaned back and was like, you think, oh, oblique. Yes. You can't. You can't get an oblique when you're that. There's no, no, there's no kryptonite in Detroit. You can't <laughs> kill Superman. No, he's an absolute stud. He's an absolute beast. Uh, I, just, I just love the guy. I got to be honest with you. He's so good for the sport. You see this happen, everybody's like, oh, man, you can't be a two-way player anymore. The guy just pitched <laughs> nine innings, one hit ball, two home runs the next. And that's, that's what you do when you're a kid, and he reminds me of a kid right now, just going out there and playing the game right? and having fun. So they're three games back. Let's roll the quotes from Otani, because Otani spoke yesterday, and so did Perry Mnagy in the Which is rare. GM. Otani oh, rarely. Otani, he, he speaks rare. after his starts. That's why you got but, him. But Fletcher said only maybe one – is it every start? I heard it's only like four times a year. I thought he said, I thought Fletcher no, said he, it's like once a week ish, I think. All right. Anyway, he Wait said, on. quote, from the beginning, my plan was to finish the season with the Angels. Nothing is really going to change mentally, but all the people talking about the trades, that's going to be all gone. I feel like I'll just focus on taking this team to the playoffs. There's more. I think this is the first team in my six years that we've been buyers. We've been sellers in the last five years. So this is new to me. I just want to get to know the new guys and welcome them in and compete all together. 
I like that, by the way. Uh, in season, this is on his future with LA. In season, I don't really like to think about the long-term stuff. Just focus on this season and every game that's in front of me. Obviously, I've been with the Angels my whole career here. I love the fans. I love the team. No complaints. Mm. That, that quote to me about, oh, this is new. I've been in the league for a while. What's winning? What's buying? <laughs> I thought that was kind of funny. You never can tell really like if there's any hidden messages or if he's just like, whatever, let me do my few minutes with the media and keep dominating the world. But obviously, this is what he wanted. He wants to compete for the postseason. W- what does he care about? the angels sacrificing their future if he's most likely not going to be there anyway. Uh, I don't know what, if he cares about it or not, but it's going to go into his decision later. And I believe him. He's not even thinking about that right now. He's thinking about what he needs to do the next step next day. Cause every, every pitcher, especially we have one that we ask about it. They don't ever say, man, I don't know how he could do that. You know, most of the pitchers are like, Oh, I could hit. I could definitely hit. They say, I don't know how he has time to prepare. I don't know how he has time to – so he can't – I think guys lie when they say they don't get caught up in all this stuff. I don't think he has time. I don't think he physically has time to worry about all the extra stuff that's going on. So the fact that new guys are coming into his clubhouse, like he's gotten to meet Moustakis and Eduardo Escobar already, and now he's going to get to meet Giolito and Lopi, like – I think he truly believes that. I think, like Todd said, he's a kid. He is a kid, and, and he's still – that's why I was looking up. He's 29. Yeah. 29, and yeah. he's like, oh, this is neat. This is neat. We – here we go. Yeah. Trade deadline. <laughs> Just think about it, too. He, he pitched the game. What do pitchers do afterwards? They oh. ice. They do all the stretching. He didn't have time to do any of that. Hey, get your bat ready. Let's go. Because no it was beer. a four, it was a four o'clock game. No it beer. wasn't a one and a seven, yeah. which may help him. I don't know how his prep is. No, I was back to back. Hey, listen, just get your bat ready and go hit. You're good. He's like, oh, this thing. Uh. <laughs> There's no soreness. Not after yet. After going 111, not he's yet. Too young. No, no, no. Uh, maybe, I don't think it's right sore. away. Oh, say. you're saying you feel it a little bit after. You know, always... The thing is, though, remember when when he first came into the league, there was this obsession with the schedule. And how we're going to give him the day off after this, you know, at the start, whatever. And now, eventually, they threw it out. And he's just like, yeah, every day, whatever. And I'll tell you when I want to play and not play. And he really doesn't miss much. Who was his manager when he first came into the big leagues? Joe Madden. Mike Sosha. Sosha. Oh, was it Sosha and then Madden? Micromanage. Micromanage. Mm. And you surround yourself with micromanagers. Now, he's like, this is what I can do. Like... Can you can you move? Like, do you mind getting my bat for me, swinging for me in the on deck circle, and then I'll swing in the in the batter's box. I'm gonna flip it up when I hit a homer now, too, when I feel like it. <laughs> like you're starting to see more swag from him. You're starting Love to see it. him hit, play his way. Yep. And they don't, you don't need that to the point where, what are the chances they move him to a five day rotation with his new team? Because he's still in a six day rotation. I feel like he likes that, but I don't know. We we'll I ask mean, him. Yeah, we'll ask him at some point when we get him. We'll get him. Uh, Perry Manasian, by the way, said, we're going to roll the dice and see what happens. I never went up to Shohei and said, hey, we're not trading you. I think I made it pretty clear the last time we, talking about him in the press, talked. I think that he wasn't going anywhere. I don't know if anybody believed me. This is a special player having a unique season with a chance to win. To me, that's grounds for trying to improve the ball club. 
whether it works or doesn't, I can go to bed at night and say, you know what? We did this for the right reasons. We're giving ourselves a chance. And I'm excited to see how we'll play. I'll also add this quote that's going on in Perry's head, because I do think Perry's done a much better job than some of the prior GMs have done there, but this is also added. My owner calls the ultimate shots, and he said, we're not trading him. So that's it. <laughs> I would. Like, ra- it's not the same leeway that other front offices have. I would, Alex I would, Anthopoulos goes to the ownership group. They stay out of it. They give him budget and all of that, but they know nothing about baseball and they don't try to. And they say, do your thing and tell us what you recommend. That's not what's going on here. Perry is helping Artie to come into the 21st century because it's been, you know, 20 something years, but just throwing that out there. If I was in that and I'm not good at the whole asking questions thing, I would have asked Perry, hey, did Artie say you're not getting fired if this doesn't go well? Like, if not, <laughs> Perry's out here wild west. <laughs> like, we're, you want a prospect, you want a prospect, you have a prospect, everybody gets a prospect, and we're just taking players. Like, if he's going in, like, saying, if, if Artie says, dude, you're not, like, you better not screw this up. Now it's a little bit different. Now you're playing this a little bit closer to the vest. You're not like, ah, I can't. He, he seems like he's all in because I assume Artie says, you're not getting fired yet. Like, we're not firing you based on how this goes. You we're, just got there, too. What, two years ago? That's, that's long for Artie Moreno. Yeah. I mean, my thing also is, you know, even if there was a new ownership eventually and they started – from scratch. I think Perry's done a really nice job given that, you know, you have to work with an owner who's been really difficult to work with for years now. I feel like it's almost house money where like you can point back and say, Hey, that, that one, that wasn't me. That was, that was Artie. You know what I'm saying? In your, in your, in your interview with the new ownership, yeah, like, Hey, keep me around. Sure. And Perry, Perry is, he's a chameleon. He can make himself blend into, he used to clean the cleats in the clubhouse with the blue Jays. So you're talking about a guy that has gone from the bottom, started from the bottom. Now he's here. Now, here. now he's here. Yep, exactly. Also, little side note, Jared Walsh was designated for assignment. He was an all-star a couple wow. of years ago. He's had a rough go of things, and, and he's had you know thoracic outlet and, and some neurological issues. So hope that he bounces back somewhere. Um, but, neurological? But he was let go. Neurological. Really? Yeah, yeah. Uh, vertigo, tremors, a lot of issues. Um, for Jared that he's been working through and just hasn't been able to put it all together. So I hope that he gets better. All right, so let's uh, do a little spreading rumors. Yeah. Mm. Do we know for sure? Oh, hold on. Kratzy's favorite. Nice, nice. Do we know for sure if is judging the lineup? Like, did they pencil him in? Did they confirm it yet? Why have the Yanks been so mysterious about judges' return? the whole time i don't know if it's mysterious i just i just think they're trying to be more careful than mysterious i I don't i think they're trying to win ball games so at the end of the day they haven't been playing well it hasn't been fun to watch you know what i mean it's been boring games but you know the whole judge thing i don't i don't think everybody's like all right well they're that excited about it if you want the truth like you haven't heard many people talk about it Mm -mm. especially in this area i think it's something that you're they don't know I think they've had discussions. I think they have a plan. It's going to take this long. And then they're like, okay, I want you to take many swings against Loisica. How did that go? Uh, and then you're waiting for the next step. 
How do you feel today? You flew from Tampa. How does that feel? You know, did the swelling get out of your toe? You wore the shank for four days. Trying to check off those boxes pretty much. And then I think it's, they're not sitting here going, well, here's the timeline. Because if we give a timeline, why is he not back? Is it bad? This is the worst. What's going on? So no information to me is really where they're, they're at. You know, you sit there, judge isn't waking up at six in the morning going, Booney, I've already run down in the down in the gym at the hotel. I'm good. No. Judge, he's probably waking up at 10 o'clock. He's rolling out of bed. How does it feel? How does that compare to it feels in the morning? The trainer, Timmy's calling him. You know, Timmy's giving yep. him a call in the morning like, hey, Aaron, how are you feeling? And then he's got to give it. So it's just, it's not like a pitcher's rehab where we go, Okay, he threw 75 pitches. Next starts in the big leagues on Thursday. Judge might play today. I wish we had more confirmation. I mean, we'll know we in the next, know next couple, couple of hours. hours. Yeah, you yeah. got to put the lineup card out soon. Well, let me ask you a baseball-y question. Hmm. So it's his right foot where the toe was the problem, right? He's big on that back foot, of course. He is. Generate that power, as most should be but maybe him even more than others. And I'm just going off of what hitting coaches are saying and all that. I'm not going to act like I know how judges swing operates from head to toe, but you can see it right with your eyes. So does that mean anything to you for when he comes back? I mean, even 80% of him is a huge help to them, but a hundred percent judge like 62 Homer pace. I'm on base 40 something percent of the time. They need that kind of boost to the offense. So for you, right? Like if your toe was was smashed, it was messed up. Yeah. And I gave you a little more cushion in in the, in the what is it in the sole or whatever. <laughs> yeah, because no, well, they're gonna they're gonna have that thing wrapped and and whatever. He's probably got some fancy thing in his shoe that's set up, and then maybe a I've, little numbness sometimes if it's if there's pain there because he's not gonna be a hundred percent with the toe this year. No, I they're gonna do some kind of contraption in his cleat. I mean, I would assume something. I would assume, right in the beginning I, at least. Yeah, I've had plantar fasciitis. I've had turf toe. They've given me some, like this hard half metal insole, half soft insole to put in there. I, you know, it helped a little bit. Nothing really helped. So either way, if it's your front or your back foot, it, 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 you need both of them to swing the bat, and it's going to be awkward. I mean, we saw some swings from him. You know, did he look the same? No, not necessarily, but. He's that strong. I don't think he needs every part of his body to hit the ball of the park. It's his presence that's what they need. That is a presence in the lineup for sure. And I would be more worried about what's going to happen, and this might be part of the timeline thing. What happens after he hits the ball and he's yeah. running around the bases? If he's gimping and it starts to wear on another part of his body, you don't want that. No. So there's, there's a lot going on. I think the turning – in the box, I feel like that's such a singular move, singular move, same every time. They could probably construct something, like you said, something that maybe doesn't let his toe bend as much. But the biggest worry for me is in the field. You see the little rumor flying around right now? About little, the Dodgers? This, is, this is like the first oh. the first of the first for us. Tuesday, this when, is going to be happening like crazy. Yeah. By the way, on Tuesday, we're going to be on for a billion hours. Just letting you all know. <laughs> Ken Rosenthal says the Dodgers are close to an agreement to acquire Lance Lynn and wow. Joe Kelly. 
Wow. <laughs> also, okay, we spoke to Lance yesterday. Were the Dodgers on his list? I think it was one of them. Yeah, I think They're so. on his no trade list, his, so yeah. he's, he's getting something. He's getting something back. Wow. To wave it. No? Yeah. I mean, I don't know that he has. He even kind of alluded to it. He doesn't have a ton of he doesn't have a ton of clout like he would other years. He sure, was talking yes. about he's had he needs year. to play the second half to show teams and show the team that he gets traded to what he's worth. But how like let's say let's say the Dodgers overpay for this haul right here. We'll never look at it the same as the Angels overpaying for their haul. We have predisposed ideas of what teams can do and when we have those predisposed ideas, if a pitcher goes to if Noah Syndergaard goes to the Dodgers, we're like, oh, they're going to figure him out. But he left the Dodgers. So everyone's like, oh, weird trade. Lance Lynn and Joe Kelly. Possibly. No, when I, Ken puts it out there, it's strong. Strong, quite strong. Possibly. Yeah. His words. You know, my thing with Lance. He does think so. <laughs> we'll have to tell that story. You know that. Lance is going to pitch well in L.A. You know why? First Why? off, this year, defense. He's got swing and miss stuff. I was that was part of it. He's got swing and miss stuff more than we've seen, maybe ever in his career. He's picking up punch outs, so he's getting whiffs. The stuff is there, right? One part is the White Sox defense, not even close to as good as the Dodgers defense. The Dodgers ballpark is an upgrade for a pitcher over the White Sox ballpark, correct? And the Dodgers organization is light years ahead of the White Sox organization when the pitcher comes through there and they might say, hey, we love what you're doing. We're going to do a little bit of tweaking here with the pitch mix. We feel like you're, you're almost there where you're getting the swing and miss, but you're still getting hit in certain parts. We see something in terms of how the pitches are being called. No? Lance is a pitch to contact guy. When you don't have a good defense... You are not a pitch to contact guy. You go after the punch out. So I think that elevates it. And I think that's why if it is the Dodgers, if it is the Rays, if it is teams that really exploit those kind of things, they'll be salivating. They'll be like saying, hey, we only need six innings out of you tonight. I want you to punch out the world. We only need this out of you. And he is an innings eater too. He just can't eat as many innings when he's like, hey, I got to pitch to contact, and you're sitting there going, I don't know if I want to pitch to contact. I just saw player X not make a play. I'm going for the punch out. And he's going to a winner. That's it. <laughs> you go to a winner ball club, all of a sudden your mood changes, your body changes, your face changes, the excitement changes. Wish your face would change. Wait, what? <laughs> Did you say that out loud? Ten minutes left. Keep it together. So I've got two things for you. Number one, Brian McTaggart said the front runner for Verlander, according to one source, would likely be the Rangers. Another club said to be interested is the Astros, which we brought up to Avila earlier. But your thoughts, you'd either get a JV return or we knew the Rangers were going to be aggressive. I do think they still need at least another starter, and I'd like to see like a a high-end starter. This would be the best starter available on the market. No doubt. But that's a lot of money to take on, too, as well. So is there going to be some money that the Mets are going to take off of that? Or is there going to be more prospects? Rangers are rich, though. They spend. They're good. But I know what you're saying. I mean, the Mets might have to pay a little down. And this actually – well, let me ask you guys. Ready? We had the phone call before. I'll start with Tom Father. I know he's going to like this. 
Okay, Steve Cohen on the line. You're JV, ready? Yeah. JV, uh, we have an agreement with the Texas Rangers. We're going to send you there if it's okay with you, okay? Let me explain something to you. There are no state taxes in Texas. You're getting paid a lot of money. There are a lot of state taxes in New York. You're going to make millions and millions of dollars more. And we'll throw some, you know, and we'll have your option picked up. So this is an incredibly lucrative deal for you. And you're going to a team that is a playoff contender right now. And as you can see, our white flag is up. We are waving it and we are done this year. And your career is at the back half. Yeah, I'm, I'm not going to go because the pizza is just too good here in Brooklyn. <laughs> <laughs> JV, the amount you're saving... No, you're right. You can you can I, I'll buy just, pizza factories gonna, in Texas. I'm gonna send uh, Joe's Pizza, my boy Sal, the owner of Joe's. He's gonna make one in Texas for me. I'm out of here. Where do I sign? Let's go. Let's go. See. And you know who's really pushing this trade? If this trade happens, who's pushing it? Cohen. Because as soon as Cohen pushes this trade through, you know what he does? He takes that money, all in. Oh, <laughs> here you go, Shohei. All of a sudden, they go to the top of the list. No way. Wow. Give me some. Top I thought, of the list. I thought you were going to say the they're going to pay list. The Dodgers are going to match them with whatever they throw I'm at I'm not them. saying give me, give me, they're going to get him. I'm saying they go to the top of the list of pushing it. Absolutely pushing it. And it's going to – it. Yeah. I thought you were going to say they were going to give Bobby Bonilla the rest of his money. Oh, just buy, <laughs> take, take the Verlander money? No, they know they're making more holding his money. <laughs> Bobby Bo's the one that's not making out on that deal. But anyway, we got more pressing issues. We, have, we have news, multiple news items here to finish up with. Number one, that trade is done, as we said. If Ken puts it out there, and he happen. even talked about this on his show, which is great, called Fair Territory. He, he basically said that when he says – I think it's happening. It's happening. Where, not to, I'm not throwing any other names out there, but some insiders will just throw everything out there and be like, oh, I think this could happen. I think this could happen. I think this could happen. Ken takes it a few steps deeper. He doesn't just throw random shit out there. It's this real. So, just like he said, it was a possibility. Now, Lance Lynn and Joe Kelly are with the Dodgers. So, when Kike Hernandez told his wife that Joe Kelly, is coming back and she can hang with his wife. Yep. It was real. In Spanish. That was that was Scotty that was translating. Pro. That was pro. So it's happening. It's great. Like we talked about already with Lynn and then another bullpen member in Joe Kelly to add to the mix for the Dodgers who have had their bullpen issues this year. It was really bad. Then it got really good. But I still feel like they could use some help got, in that department. Joe Kelly coming and throwing hundred mile an hour cutters like when did he start doing that? Like I knew he threw hard, but Jesus, he's had he's had years where he does that. Yeah. He's like he's kind of an up and down guy. He's he's one of those guys that's extremely talented, almost like an Evaldi, yeah, kind of guy. Where you're like, whoa, I kind of forgot he had that kind of stuff. And that is that is one thing that the Dodgers were struggling with was their bullpen. And shocker, rich get richer. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and same with uh, the other side of the country. It's confirmed. Aaron Judge is back tonight, baby. Big pickup for the Yanks. He's pretty good. Big pickup. Love it. Let's there go. It is. It's go time. You're they back. Made the move. Judge is back. They optioned back the Peraza, who wasn't hitting. And now batting for your New York Yankees. 
the captain, 99, Aaron Judge. You know what's crazy? 99. Some of the front offices, or at least from the insiders, are watching their teams really closely this week because they just don't really know what they've got. And I'm like, it's been 100-something games. You don't know what you've got. I truly believe that the Yankees are locked in their front office on this Yankees-Orioles series to be like, all right, are we legit? Judge is back now, which I think ju- I think that's going too hard. Like, you should know what you've got at this point, even with or without Judge. But I really, truly believe that if the Yankees win the series, like let's say they take two out of three, they're going to be like, all right, let's be more aggressive now. We're back, baby. So you just said you think most teams know what they should should know what they have. But you're saying that the Yankees don't know what they have? No, I think there's other teams like this. I think the Cubs are like this. The Angels were just like this where they won. I said that yesterday to Ken. I was like, I think the Cubs are kidding themselves because they're just beating some bad teams right now, and they think they're good, but they're not, and they're going to hold on to a couple assets that they could have gotten a lot for, and they're not a playoff team. With the Yanks, like on the other side, if they get swept by the Orioles, they might be like, you know what? We're holding. We're not going to do much right now. We don't feel like we're good which also, in my mind, is probably not what you should be doing. It's one of the best teams in the AL, and your superstar just came back. What are they going to do? They're going to pick up a left fielder? <laughs> like, hey, we found a left fielder. Now we have Aaron Judge on one leg. Our lineup still doesn't hit well. Like, what like, What move can they make? Billy McKinney, we'll see you. Like, he was one of the more productive like guys. Yeah, he's been swinging it, but... No, the Yanks fans want Ballinger. They're not getting him. Not getting him. He's they going to the Marlins. Grichik. You just that's said like he's going to the Marlins. classic name that's brought up for the Yanks, and he'd be fine. That's not going to change the world for Yanks fans. Yeah, he'll, he might hit lefties. Mm-hmm. You want to throw this rumor out there to finish here? Throw it out. Okay. Anita. Don't get crap excited. Though. Anita Trade. White Sox reporter saying Phillies, White Sox in communication on a trade for Luis Robert. Whoa. Rick Hahn is reportedly, quote, enamored by Mick Abel and Justin Crawford. Nothing imminent, but the sides have discussed the deal. I don't buy it. Boo that man. <laughs> that man just booed in the background? I agree. Nope. Don't need to. Don't need Luis Robert. That's your best player. There you go. Man wants to sell the team. We got all. He definitely won his horse back. There's no way. If there's, if there's one. Man, I guess the white day, whatever. You want to take him? Not for Abel? No. All right. Pitching's too hard to come by. You don't trade somebody named Mick. I love that name. Mick Abel. Mick Abel. He's a, he's a good pitcher. He can, he can throw the baseball. He's a beast. He can toss it. High fives? Yeah. Let's slap hands. We didn't have time for it because there's too many trades and too many great guests. But just give me your quick thoughts on yesterday, especially you. You're a catcher. Ian Happ, backswing. His boy, they're friends. Wilson Contreras gets hit. He's bleeding. He leaves the game. And then Miles Michaelis goes after him multiple times. I like what you told me earlier about it. So you want to tell the world real quick? I'd love to hear this because I want to go I don't need to. Oh, please go at me. No, there's – I don't need him to stick up for me. Dude, Happ, Happ hugged it out. All that stuff, I think there is some retribution. I think you do need to throw at somebody. Not in the first at-bat of, like, Hap's going to throw it. He's going to hit again. We'll get him in the sixth or seventh when your pitch count's at 95. 
you totally just screwed over the rest of the team by throwing at him. I get it. You know, he wants to stand up for his team. And Hap knew it was coming. Hap, Hap didn't even stare out there. He's like, yeah, thanks for hitting me in the butt. But now you're out of the game. And you cost me personally my parlay with Michaelis not staying in the game. <laughs> sure but I'm just saying we're here. About. It's not what he's concerned about. But, no, I love that he stood up for him. You don't need to stand up for me as a catcher. Get him later and stand up. I need you to throw 95-plus pitches. Let me ask you this, though. This happens a lot, the backswing. As a catcher, if that happened to you, are you hoping your pitcher does that? Or are you like, all right, it's an, it was accidental. It is what it is. No, I'm hoping something's, really? something's said. Like, you can't just sit back there and just be an absolute mannequin and just getting but, but how does that stuff. happen, though? How does that backswing happen? Whose fault is that? Hitter. But, you know, maybe the catcher's too close? Yeah, but you get hit all the time. You're always getting crunched. At least that, yo, don't swing like that anymore. And you'd be like, what? What? Like, I did it. You know what you did. You're trying to, you're trying to let it eat. Don't let it eat quite as much. Like Ozuna, when uh, I think he hit Will Smith earlier in the year. Just say something. I don't know if you can stop it. I yeah, don't that's know what I mean. How do, how do I stop it as a hitter? I don't know, but now you're in my head, just like Maldonado was in Simeon's head the other day. Didn't work out. Say something to Hap, but to me, in that situation, don't throw at him yet. Hap knows yeah, he's going to get hit. I, I don't know why you would do that. Wait. But, yeah. Just wait. Maybe he thinks this is the time he's going to get thrown <laughs> at. And then, oh, it stings. Yeah, that was weird. Yeah, but I – no, I need I need you to stay in the game. I also need Wilson to stay in the game. Look, it's, yeah. it's a cut on his head. Like, I need eh, – Well, you don't know. <laughs> really? I don't know. Unless there's concussion issues. That's can you, come, concussion, can you, can you come back in? I don't, that's like can you come back in. I, Are you serious? Not not the, back the into the I heard game. The announcers were saying maybe he could come back in. I didn't know if that's no. A so what you could no do? Way. No, no, no. They I, were talking oh, about it. Saying, like re-enter if they just looking. I don't know. No, I, no, no, no. I was no. half asleep. <laughs> no, you're you're exactly right. They were talking about it as he was walking off the field. Oh, if he can just walk back, they in? would stitch. They would stitch him up and put him back in. Yeah. Yes, but he couldn't. They couldn't be like, hey, Kinsler, you finish this inning. Willie's going to come back and pitch the re- catch the rest. No. Well, MLB is trying to do that eventually with a designated runner, which is weird. <laughs> That's not going to happen. agree with that. What's, what's, what you got on your head? Oh, trade deadline? Yeah. Biggest trade of my career. Had no idea it was happening. Kansas City Royals. I mean, changed my life. Got me some jewelry. Went yeah. from the Toronto Blue Jays. Got two rings from it. And my hair fell out. But <laughs> other than that... Pretty legit. A lot of people would take that trade. World Series. <laughs> For your hair? Winner? Yeah. Absolutely. Exactly. And all of a sudden, I came at the beginning of the season. I wasn't this. I wasn't a veteran. I get traded. I was a veteran. I was a clubhouse presence guy. No. You wouldn't take. I, I, I want my hair on my head. You wouldn't take a World Series ring for. Nope. I think you're lying. Because guess where that ring is would be right now? Just in a, in a little cubby in my house. That's it. This I need my hair. That's forever. How about you? I didn't that have a choice. That sounds like a poll question. Stay tuned. I'll, I'll give you my answer on Monday. It's going to be a poll question when we're back on stadium. And I just want to shout out Adam Jones, who I learned from some of our fans, is leading the charge at the Birdbath Splash Zone in Baltimore. You know how they spray all yes. the fans with water like when anything happens? Apparently, he's there, and he's going to be on next week. So Of course he is. Dude he's is just everywhere. living the dream. He is everywhere. He is the <laughs> ultimate why you play in the big leagues. So you don't have to get a legitimate job when you're done. You have one thing I was told before we go. Ump love for Derek Thomas. Oh, did he pit? Did he can we, call a perfect game? No, it's not perfect. 
Look at this. Can we? If everybody can just look at this, he missed one pitch. Oh. One pitch. Do you guys know who Derek Thomas is? Nope. Not a bit. Do you? Love it. And that's okay. That's now you, you do know. That's what you want. You I don't, don't want, want people know who to he know is because if the ones that stand out suck at their jobs. Sorry. I wish we had. I wish we had CB Buckner's eighty-six percent. Eighty-six percent. Twenty-nine. Missed pitches. Oh my god! And I don't. And this is where I'm gonna say I don't like when people are like, "Oh, Robo umpires." Robo. I think there's a place for the human element. Send them the triple A. Yeah, you gotta get that. There. What what Derek Thomas just did is almost a is almost a perfect game. Yeah. Okay, you're gonna stay up in the big leagues for a little longer. Of course. CP Buckner, what he did was like a three error, zero for four, four punch outs. And he threw up on the mound. Yeah, terrible. Like, you can get sent down for stuff like that. Like, <laughs> C.B. Buckner, clean it up. I'm okay with guaranteed contracts, but you got to send him down. He's got to refresh. He's got to get back on top of his game. You know, you can, can do well down there and get caught up. I'm with you. I'm for with sure. you. Hey, so it is trade deadline week on Monday. Ken Rosenthal is back. Bob Nightingale joins us and Jim Bowden. Like, three of the top insiders in the industry breaking down trades for us the trade deadline itself is on tuesday we are on from 1 to 6 30 eastern ft live we are bringing on anyone that is relevant in the trade world to talk through everything that goes down up until that point it is going to be wild why because there haven't been that many trades yet so there's a lot to do between now and then please gms hold your trades over the weekend thank you very much and uh clap it up thanks for everyone here at borgata appreciate you in Atlantic City. We're here every other Friday at 1 o'clock Eastern Time. We will see you soon. Hey, FT Live fam. If you're new to the party on the BetMGM Sports app, enter the promo code FOUL, F-O-U-L, for up to $1,000 back if your first bet loses. It's simple. Ready? Download the BetMGM Sports app on iOS or Android or visit BetMGM.com. Sign up and deposit into your newly created account. Place your first bet offer and receive up to $1,000 back in bonus bets if it loses. If the bet does lose, your bonus bets will be available once the wager is settled. Gotta use the bonus code. Foul.